Inspire. Before we get started, I just wanted to jump in and let you know that this episode has a POAP. If you don't know what that is, um, you can go to the description or go to rips.co slash POAP, R-Y-P-S dot C-O slash P-O-A-P, and you'll learn all about it. But stay tuned because there will be a secret code at some point in this video that I will jump in and let you know, and that will be how you claim your POAP. Let's get started. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs and creators of all types to reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guest is the wonderful, wonderful NFT artist, Gavin Mueller. And I say NFT artist, but I mean, he's also a painter and he does so much. He's created so much and his work is phenomenal. Like as soon as you see it, you recognize it as Gavin's work. And I'm so thankful that he uh, took the time out to share his story, but we dive into everything and we learn just how fiercely independent he has been since a young age and how he's just wired for this and for uh, sort of going out on his own as an entrepreneur and as an artist and building the um, building his brand of sorts on his own without really following a set path. He has carved out his own path and he's on his own journey, which you're going to love this episode. I absolutely loved chatting with Gavin. So that's enough rambling for me. Without further ado, my conversation with Gavin Mueller. Like, I feel like you're, you're sort of living in these two worlds, not two worlds, but you have the like analog, like the paint, and then you have all the digital stuff. Like how mm-hmm. does how does a day typically look, or what does a day typically look like for you in terms of the art and everything? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, it really just depends on that day. Um, I like to switch up a lot, you know. I like to um, some days I feel more like I want to like actually get into the art and like really get like into the physical painting, uh, messy type feel. And sometimes I just want to like chill, lay back, and like get on like the the digital tablet or just something like phone, or whatever. Sometimes I'll just draw like on my phone and like, that's just so laid back. So that's really nice. So I don't know. It just depends. Yeah. On your phone. Are you just like using your finger and drawing? Um, I have a, like a little uh, stylus type thing. Nice. For the Samsung. So. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I don't think the iPhone, I don't think you can do have like a stylus oh, really? or anything on it. Yeah. As far as I know, okay. but that's really awesome. Have yeah. For, for some reason, I really like to work in like the small, small phone. I don't know why, but. I know, like, I do want to work in the big, like, computer screen. Uh-huh. Like, I, I want to do that, but I like the phone for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I I sort of, I can relate. <laughs> like, I really feel, like, the, the simplicity of something. Like, just being like, I have a phone and a stylus, that mm-hmm. really speaks to me. Like, that's kind of how I like to operate is the, the simpler, the sort of more concise, the better. <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me whenever I was in school and just had, like, paper and pen, pencil, and, like, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, for sure. It's just like a little notepad there that, that you're <laughs> exactly. uh, working on. Had, did, mm-hmm. Have you ever released any of the things you've done like from the phone specifically? Uh, a, a lot of the stuff I've done is from the phone. That's Actually, really cool. a lot of my NFTs. The um, Gavin's World, uh-huh. that's all done on phone. So. Really? <laughs> that is really cool. Like, Yeah, I mean, because I think we all just assume that like everyone's using Procreate and an iPad and all of these things. Mm-hmm. That's really I've used Procreate on one thing and haven't released it yet. Oh, nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is there a specific app or anything that you use on the phone or is it just something built um, in? I actually don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah, that's uh, fine. I never look at it. I just like, yeah, I just have like a, um, you pay like once for it and I've never looked at what it's called. I just go in there and use it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the tool. It's the tool that you mm-hmm. use to create your art. Yeah, that's awesome. So what? when is the last time you were painting? Like just sort of uh, from where we are today. Um, probably about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been f- very, very busy with um Gavin's world. So, yeah, I could imagine. I mean, that I adore that first piece in Gavin's world. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the budget, unfortunately, and now Gary has it. So, like, that's that's <laughs> totally out of like my ability to to acquire it. But this is something about that one specifically that really spoke to me. I just I love it, and I love what you're doing with Gaffin's world because you're mm-hmm. like how you're revealing like parts of you 
And yeah. I, I like just looking through. I have a, like a friend, an NFT artist, and um, he's been on the show with Mars Dorian. And like I always love going through his stuff and finding the little things he's written and the, the little tattoos oh, and the yeah. things he does. And like yeah. you're doing a similar thing in this um, in this series, and I really love it. And like, well, we can maybe dive into some of the things that you've uh, put into some of these pieces because like mm-hmm. you have the um, you have like the Eye of Insight, the Chatter Charlie, and the different things that that you've put in there that I know are are coming from like from within from your story. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I really like it. But I guess maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll just start. Um, how do you describe who you are, what you do, in just a a little uh, brief pitch? I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm not really good at like the pitches. Oh yeah, um, that's fine. I'm better at like direct questions. Um, hmm. So I guess how do you define really your art? Maybe that's a good okay. Start. So yeah, um, usually when people like you know start throwing out all these words to define their art. I don't usually like to define it. You know, like, I, I just, you know, I just create and it's just me. So, like, it's Gavin's art. Um, I will say that, like, Mueller's creation is, like, a expression of um, the figure, you know, like, the, the human. So, like, I would say, you know, expressionist, you know, figurative type deal. But, like, I don't usually like to put myself in that. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I just like to say it's just Gavin's work, you know. Uh huh. No, I love that, and I mean it. It feels even that much more real, and like it's you. Mm-hmm. It's because it is hard. We don't want to be like sort of trapped into a little box, say and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, now I'm always this." Um, have figures always uh, been the thing that you've been drawn to? Yes. Yeah. Always. I've never done anything else. You know, like that's just like the human brain is very like I don't know, like that's always interested me so much. That's why most of it's based on psychology. So like the psychology of me or other people, um, anything around me, you know, that's, it's all people and it's all psychology. So yeah. It's psychology as a, um, as a, what's even the word as a discipline. Is that something specifically as like psychology has that intrigued you or is it the expression of the psychology in your art? Um, it's both, I, I guess. Yeah, it's both. I mean, I really like to depict, um, you know, like whenever somebody is, I don't know, just really down in the dumps um, and their psyches everywhere. Um, I really like to pick that, but I also love like in um, Gavin's world, you know, I have all these happy figures and it's like a very simplified version of the psyche where you're like grabbing the emotions, you're taking them out and you're making them like just, you know, like I have um, like hiding Henry, you know, like he's, it's very simple. It's an emotion. He's hiding Henry. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to do that too. So that's what I've been interested in lately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it, it and Gavin's world feels like a um I don't want to say a next step because it's not like but it's just it's an evolution of where mm-hmm. you are and and how you're yes. expressing yourself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and it's awesome because it is it from what I gather it comes more from within maybe. Like I think this one is you versus what you see in other people. Is that sort of how you define the two? Right. Yeah, so basically Miller's Creations was kind of random ideas. I mean, it's random ideas I get all the time. So, and a lot of that is whenever I look out into the world and I see like um, any anything and everything, that's what I see. Um, so like, but that was my old world, you know, like that's me kind of like touching on some of the old things that I um, had to go through. So a lot of it will be, you know, a bit more upbeat, but um, still like I like to dive into the psyche. And a lot of times, you know, your psyche goes the wrong way. So that's why it kind of looks kind of distorted, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's Miller's um, creations, and Gavin's world is like the kind of like other side where um, you get to like take apart each like emotion, so that you get to specifically call like like I have one that's called um, Happy Harry, Hiding Henry, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was the rabbit? There's also a rabbit on there. Or oh yeah. Oh. Um, Worry wabbit. Yeah, worry wabbit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think there's those are the things that we can like also like we all like have that. Like we have mm-hmm. those feelings within. So it's yeah, it's great to be able to express it and see it expressed in in the art. Yeah. So when I don't even know where I want to begin because there's so much I want to ask to just dive into. But in terms of creating, let's say your first uh let me rewind a little further. Sorry. 
But to go more to your origin story, and like I feel like you've expressed a lot um, through through your work that there is some trauma and there's some things that you had to to uh, deal with. What sort of role did art play, maybe in early in your early life, in, in Gavin's early life? So basically, my first memory I have was creating. So like I was creating and I was telling stories. Um, my first memory I have is me not knowing how to read yet but telling my mom the story I think they meant and then redoing it in my own way. So like, that's my first memory. So I've been doing this <laughs> since I was, you know, since I could remember. Yeah. Like how old would you say that memory might come from? Mm, I think it was around three. Oh, wow. Two, three or two. I, I have like a, like pieces and bits that I remember from two or three. Like I remember my um, two year old birthday, like randomly remember oh, that wow. kind of stuff. It's weird. Yeah, that's, but yeah, that, that, that shows it comes from within like that storytelling mm-hmm. and the art. So when did it, when do you sort of see that art as a, um, like as, as a discipline, say as the, like the painting and the expressing it through physical pieces, when did you sort of, uh, start that up? Well, I actually didn't create a painting, um, until I was out of high school. Um, I didn't, I didn't like, like painting for some reason. Like I felt like it was the mature step. So I just wanted to like get good with my like pen and pencil first and then like step it up to that. Cause like, I just felt like I wasn't ready uh-huh. um, for some reason for so long. And I was too intimidated by the painting because like, that's where the, that's where the great masters do their work as the canvas, the painting. So I was really scared of that, you know? Yeah. So I kind of waited on that. Um, I jumped into that later. I've just been like, basically whenever I was in high school and below, I've just worked in, I did do like one or two watercolor paintings, but other than that, did not touch paint. Yeah. So like what kinds of things were you doing then uh, prior to paint with a uh, pen and pencil? Um, yeah, I just did like, um, I tried to create like my own world, which is funny that I'm doing that now. So like, um, I know there's a lot of art projects where I usually didn't do them because like, even though I was in art class and the art teacher liked me usually, like, I just didn't like the art projects that they gave me. It was too constructed. So, like, I tried to branch off and just create my own world. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So then, like, would I assume you still, like, would do those projects, but then do your own? Or did you just completely say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. Uh, a lot of times, um, I would not do them at all. <laughs> um, I would, they would have to, like, say, okay, fine. I'll give you a separate project to do. Because like, I, you know, like I could do that really quickly, but like for some reason, whenever I don't want to do something, I mean, I'll put squiggly lines on it and hand it to you and get an F. Like, I don't care. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll just take a lot of time on my own thing. Yeah. Did you ever, um, do you feel like there was a moment where you sort of had that power? You took that power back to be like, no, 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 this is, I have this path that I want to go down, not your path. Uh, my whole life. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> every, every step of the way. <laughs> is that, um. Does that come, that stem from somewhere? Is it just deep within since birth? You know, I don't really know. I guess it's just been since birth. Like, you know, when somebody tells me to go one way or the other way, I'm going to go the way that I want to go. Doesn't matter which way you tell me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you have that vision too, which is very important. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's maybe not easy, but a lot of people might just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. But, but you actually have a path that you see that you want to go down. Mm -hmm. It seems like from a, a very early age. When you were young. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I told everyone that that's what I was going to do. <laughs> With like, being an artist, like, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I just didn't see the point in not saying that. You know, like, that's just what I wanted to do. And everyone always said, you know, they would try to be like, well, you know, you should do something more practical. And I just didn't care. Like, because it's very simple. You just keep doing it until you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, is there a moment when you feel like you were there? Still don't. I mean, I'm, totally I mean, relate. you know, like, like, I still don't feel like I'm there because I haven't created like the perfect piece, but I don't think I ever will. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like the process that you like love, you know, um, like, you know, you just keep trying to create the perfect piece and you know that there's no perfect piece. So, you know, you're just creating for like creating sake. So it's just kind of like a, a cycle of um, creating. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, creation and growth and uh, developing your your craft, which is already 
phenomenal. It's it's amazing. But you were doing this before NFTs. How did you get into the um, art world as it is mm. um, prior to NFTs? So um, there's a guy on Instagram. I don't know if he has a Twitter, but um, he's a local guy in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a local artist. His name is Julil. Um, he goes by Askiade. That's his like brand, you know. Okay. Um, he really helped me because he was like, you know, I'm doing art show. I seen your work. I would love for you to, you know, come by. And I, you know, at the time, that was an awesome opportunity. And so it was like, like I just loved all going to like all of those art type things. The only like weird thing was I felt like there just weren't enough like people looking at it, you know. Like I wanted it to be like, I don't know, different. I didn't know that what I was envisioning was NFTs, but I was. Like, I just seemed like, okay, they don't see it as it's supposed to be. Like, it's not as important as it should be. Um, because, you know, people would look at it. Like, we would do, like, a um, place where we go to, like, a drinking place. Uh, what was it? It was L or something. I forgot what it's called. But um, basically, everyone was drinking around the paintings. They weren't really paying attention to it. They were just kind of partying, not looking at the actual artwork. You know, like, they thought it was cool, but whatever. You know, like. And that kind of was like, okay, where can we go? What can we do that's like fully about the art? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, sure. and, you know, about other things too, about the people. Really, it's about the artist himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, like, how early then did you start going and, uh, I don't know, is it presenting your art? I don't know exactly how to, or showcasing yeah, your was, art. It was like an art show. Um, that was after high school, which was like right after high school. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, I mean, right now you're only 23, right? I think. Yes. Yeah, so you're still <laughs> so young, but you have so such a rich experience as an artist, like from everything, just uh, looking from the outside in. So, yeah, I, I feel like you're wise beyond your years with all of this. So um, so you were doing going to the art shows and bringing your work, or showcasing your work, say, but they weren't, mm-hmm. really, um, they weren't really being seen in the way that, that you would hope. Sort of what is that transition then and from going from the physical art world and uh, getting a little closer to where we are today? Mm. So I was, um, I think, I don't know what I was doing, but basically I seen a video of Gary Vee and he was talking about NFTs and I thought it sounded very interesting. I had some Ethereum, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know that you could use it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just invested in cryptocurrency when I was young. And I liked it. Um, and then I seen him talking about NFTs and it was blockchain. And I was very interested, but I was too intimidated to jump in because it was a lot of information, you know, minting and it cost money to mint. I didn't get it. Um, it took me a lot to like wrap my mind around it at first. Um, and then I just kind of was like, look, I don't understand it. And I don't hear people talking about it a lot at the time. So I was like, whatever, I'll just, you know, get into it later. And then later came around. And um, Ferocious and Gary V did a video on YouTube. And like, I was listening to this kid, like this awesome kid just talk about his experiences with NFTs. And I was like, that's my dream. Like he's living my dream. So I have to do something. So like I got up right then after listening to that video. I'm going to jump in right here and let you know the secret word for this episode is my dream now. That's the secret word to claim the Poe app, but they are extremely limited. There are 100 claims available for that word. And if you're watching within the first day that this is released, you can also DM me with the secret word and I will have 100 additional links that I can hand out. Again, that's my dream now, all one word. Back to the show. And I just started creating and then posted my, I just like, I just like listed my first NFT. It cost me $200. And then I got confused because I, spent another 200 then I accidentally burned one and you know like I was just like whatever I didn't have much money but I I wanted that um that kind of like I don't know like he just had this this thing about him I love Felocious work and I love Gary V's like I don't know something about the whole video just really really hit home for me so I just got into it nice so you were following Gary before NFTs then yeah I was following him um for a while now I don't even know how long. I think it's been like five years, maybe six. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, he's such a a 
wealth of information and knowledge and everything. And I know on one of your pieces, you do have um, a little section where you're you're essentially thinking like, I need to make it on my own. I need to right. I need to be successful reading a book like How to Be Rich. Is, mm-hmm. Was that something from an early age that you were? Yes. So, um, like you know, like not having much money growing up, um, I always like heard complaining about bills or you know just every everything was like the power is about to go out. What are we going to do? You know, like that kind of thing. So I immediately just like went to school and like, all I would do is basically you'd have to do these like tests on these books um, to get a good grade. But like, of course I never cared about the grade. I went to the books section and just got every successful person. So I would get an Adam Sandler book. You know, he was, he was successful. Mm-hmm. I'd read that book. I would read all the books about celebrities. And then I'd read all the books about money. And I'd read all the books about anything that has to do with being financially successful because i was like i guess like afraid that i would get stuck in a a bad financial place and i knew that i would if i was continuing down the route that i was going yeah yeah that's um, amazing like that because that is that self-driven you had your path you you Mm -hmm. knew where you wanted to go and you were gonna make it happen were there um any particular books um you mentioned a few people but anyone books in particular that really um, to this day, you sort of think back on? Um, I think the Adam Sandler one, for some reason, always stuck out to me. That's why I said it. Uh-huh. Like, there's something about it. I don't know what it was. It was like a kid's book, you know? It was like a, a breakdown of who Adam Sandler was, but in a very simplistic form for kids. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, that just stuck out to me. Like I, And then also, I liked Will Ferrell, um, his story about him being a banker or bank teller. Um, and everyone thought that he wasn't funny. And he'd be the last person to be a comedian. Like, I love that. I don't know. I like a, I, don't, I can't really remember all of them. So. Well, yeah, but there is that like uh, sort of um, fucking expectations, maybe. So people, they're expecting this out of someone, but there's something like, it's amazing. Like, that's an awesome story. Like to have mm-hmm. a Will Ferrell. Yeah. I actually didn't know that about Will Ferrell at all. I would, um, I would research a lot on like, okay, so they're successful. Right. And everyone knows who they are. How did they get there? What steps exactly did they take? You know, like I would really research that because like I'm interested in the process of how they got there mm-hmm. and like what they had to experience to get there. And yeah, I was very interested in the process. Yeah. So in terms of process then, um, what types of things were you trying maybe that you were pulling from, from all the stuff that you were uh, learning? So I really gathered that like, all it took was kind of like a um it took like for the most part them to be somewhere where they just didn't like like they were very uncomfortable with being they were tired of the bank teller job or whatever job or whatever even business that they were doing at the time they got really tired of it It was some kind of stressor that was like okay that's it i'm not doing this anymore i'm gonna go live my dream because i'm unhappy doing something right now that i don't even like doing so I'll do something that I do like doing that I'm happy with, but I'm not making hardly anything. And maybe one day it'll be something. Yeah. So what were so, some, um, was that then the art for you or were there specific uh, things that you were trying? Um, I did venture into, you know, some business ideas of my own, you know, like I ventured into um, reselling because Gary Vee actually posted a video about yard selling uh-huh. um, and like trash talk. You know, I love those series that he did on YouTube. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. You know, go to yard sales. I had a lot of success with it as far as like, you know, you would find, like I found these um, She-Ra dolls like from He-Man. Uh-huh. Um, I found those for $2 and flipped them for like 100 each. And I found, I think, seven of them. And like, nice. that's really good money. But, you know, you don't come across that every day. But like that kind of stuff was like awesome. You know, it's brand new in the pack. That kind of stuff is really fun to do. It's a fun way of making money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Had you made any money on your own? Um, like, cause that's like an entrepreneurial endeavor. Had you done anything right. like that prior? Um, I mean, not really, you know, like I tried to sell things. Like I would try to, um, flip up to things at school. So like in elementary school and middle school, I would be like, okay, I have a wrestler. Okay. Um, like stone cold or something. Uh-huh. And I would try to flip that. Like I would say, here's a wrestler. I know you like wrestling and you don't like this Pokemon game. I'm going to get your Pokemon game. And I know that wrestler is worth $10. Pokemon game's worth 40 I think one day it's going to be worth 80 So, like, I hold on to it, and it's actually worth, like, 150 now. 
Nice. And I'm like, okay, I did good. You know, like uh-huh. I would try to like flip up to something um, in like school days. Yeah, that's really exciting. Like, I mean, that that is that, uh, it's like a little dopamine rush. It's because you mm-hmm. got it, you nailed it. You, you, you saw the future and you were able mm-hmm. to figure it out. Is there anyone in your life that um, sort of, that you feel like you're emulating or is this something that you've pulled from all the knowledge that you've gleaned from the outside world? I mean, I mean, since it was like from elementary school, you know, I don't think that I've been emulating anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just been like who I, who I am. Um, it just so happens that whenever I got out of high school or whenever I was in high school, I think in 12th grade is whenever I heard about Gary Vee, he like fit all the things. I was like, this is, this is the guy that, cause like I actually thought about it and I, like, I've never had an idol before, you know, I've never had anyone that I held highly. Like I always just kind of hold everyone on the same ground of, you know, you're a human being, you mess up, you know, like, you know, and, and you do good, you know, like it's simple. But whenever I seen Gary Vee, I was like, this guy has something different. You know, he like, it's because he shows everything of who he is, you know, like he shows his realness, he shows his flaws and weaknesses right in front of you. And he tries to attack um, all the negative traits that he has, you know, like if, if you're a bad person, you can start working on those positive traits and that like really intrigued me. So. Yeah. Do you feel like then you've applied that to yourself as well? I definitely did. Yeah. I wasn't like, you know, like I was dealing with like mental struggles so whenever I, I like started hearing some of the things he said, I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I can work on that. And like with his new book, it hits on all the things that I've been working on. So like, it really helps you like be a better person. If you just follow those things, whether you're an artist, an employee, a manager, business owner, whatever. Yeah. That's, I mean, really awesome. It's like, um, and he'll say this too. It's like the thing said in the right way at the right time for you. And it feels mm-hmm. like you found you you hit on that moment that it just yeah. it sunk in and everything everything started to come together, which is amazing. So like before NFTs and um like the flipping, were there any particular jobs or career paths that you were on? Not career paths, but, but like things that you were doing to sort of pay the bills in the interim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So like right out of high school, I got a um a job at Pizza Hut. I mean, I've worked at you know, many places, Pizza Hut, Chick-fil-A. I mean, I worked at um, a paint body place. That was my last place I worked at where I was trying to like hone my craft, but like also get money for it. Uh-huh. So like I would paint, like I would learn how to paint trucks. And basically like I barely learned how to do it because I was like on training. You can't just like do that. You have to like have already knowledge on how to do that or you mess up the paint job. The paint's very expensive. Um, so you know, I did that. I, that's probably the longest job I had, but jobs I never stuck to. Like, I mean, it's strictly for the money for me because like, I hate building somebody else's thing when I don't believe in it because that's just how I am. Like, I can't do something if I don't believe in it. So like, I don't care to build your pizza. I don't care to build your Chick-fil-A. I don't care to build your paint and body place. You know, it's money and that's it. If it was something that was, you know, more along my lines of importance and you know i would have stayed but i never found anything yeah you have that entrepreneurial drive just innately because that's like i Mm -hmm. feel the same way like i had a job for far too long but it was just like i couldn't Mm -hmm. i couldn't do it anymore you know because just like eight to five every day doing sort of mindless work and i'm like what am i i'm not even doing anything worth my time or arguably their time even um but yeah so that is it's amazing that I love that you've you found your way to that NFTs are that bridge, are that gap mm-hmm. to uh, and, and you know some people like they um they don't think like I just now recently figured this out, you know, like everyone's always still learning. And like I just figured out that people not everyone wants to own a business. Not everyone cares to figure out NFTs even if they can make it mm-hmm. in the NFT space. Like they just like I've talked to people, try to get them in, some artist friends, some um people that aren't making much and they're just not interested, you know, like some people, it's just not for them. It's too much, I guess, work and they're fine with working at the place that they do. And that's, you know, like that's nothing to, I don't know, sneeze at, you know, like that's good. Oh yeah. It, it's hard to like uh, fathom though. Right. Cause for me, I feel the same way. Like I, I can't get it. I feel like, Oh no, here's the tools. Like I'm sure you want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. I always, that's something that I've been trying. That's why I 
name that painting. I just want to help mm-hmm. because like, I'm just trying to help everyone. Like I'm always trying to like in the back end, even though you might not see it. Like I'm, I'm constantly getting people in the space, constantly teaching them like, like everything about, um, open sea metamask, you know, like they don't know even what cryptocurrency is. So I have to like run them down the whole thing. Yeah. And, and I love doing it. Like I love teaching people about the space and then trying to get them in other business ventures that I think of. So mm-hmm. I just want to help people. <laughs> and sure. a lot of times they don't want the help, but that's fine. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to learn who to help, who not to help because certain people, they don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really hard because like I feel like I come from a similar space and like we help people build businesses. That's like our our mm-hmm. business is developing brands and things. And yeah, it's the person needs to want that out of their life. They want because this is it's not easy. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you can attest to this isn't this isn't some simple like you flip the switch and then all this ETH is pouring in. Like you you're no. pouring yourself into all of this work. So yeah, it's a lot to expect for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So when you were, um, so you did the $200, you actually burnt the first one. And um, so you're into NFTs, you have one out there. What were sort of some of the first steps you were taking then? Because um, had you used social media uh, previously, Twitter specifically? I, I used, I'd never used Twitter. Okay. I didn't even know how to work Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I created a Twitter um, specifically for like gaming purposes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like I would see if servers are down, but that's it. I, I the only way I knew how to Twitter was to type in whatever game I was playing that server and that's it. Um, that's that's the only Twitter knowledge I had. Um, Instagram, you know, I've always been posting on there, but like with Instagram, for some reason, I would constantly like go back and delete my stuff. So like I would post it and then I would delete some, post it, delete. Um, so I did a lot of Instagram, but yeah, no Twitter. Yeah. So then when you had that piece out there, then how did you get started? What was sort of the first step after minting for you? So I minted it on Rarible and I had a lot of people tell me that OpenSea is the place to be right now. Um, Rarible just isn't it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I jumped on OpenSea um, after about a week of minting. And I really liked how like it looked. I liked the, um, I liked the blue on there. And on the, everything just felt better. For me like um user-friendly because i was very confused on variable but it could have been because i was new to like how nft websites looked mm-hmm. um so basically i listed something on OpenSea, and miraculously i don't know how i mean you know you need luck sometimes um OpenSea posted my image on their instagram so they you know like on the main post um so that was pretty big because all of a sudden i got a pour in of uh of followers and i was like what just happened you know <laughs> and was like, that I, your first piece on OpenSea? that was my fourth piece wow. and that was a week after posting um or after it was technically two weeks after getting nfts yeah that's amazing and had you made right. um like any connections with people in the space at that point or was it just happenstance that they found you um uh, i only talked to gabe that's i think that's it I, I only knew him from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, I didn't even, I, whenever I, whenever I first got into NFTs, I typed in NFT thinking that that's where NFTs was, you know, like on Google, like you would type in like NFT and like, there they are. Uh-huh. It was like going to be like a site called NFT. Like I knew nothing. So like, that's what I typed in first. And then I found Rarible. Like it was, I don't know. It's, it's really funny to like, sometimes you wish that there was a, a camera always on you. To like so that everyone could see like you know you making these funny little mistakes like typing in nfts and hoping that that's where you meant is just nft the website uh yeah because people are people are aspiring to be gavin Mueller. like they look at you and like you're you're successful you're creating this amazing work but we all start at that spot that spot where we don't know anything we're just brand new and that's very weird because i still don't think that i'm like anywhere yet you know what i mean like i like I just started here. I don't plan on, you know, like people calling me successful or wanting to be a Gavin Mueller until it's been like five to 10 years. And they're like, okay, this guy's like a five, 10 year track record. You know, that's when it's like, okay, maybe, maybe then. But right now, like I just, that's weird. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, the first piece is on Rarible. On Rarible. Was that July? Is that about 
uh, ballpark? July. Mm-mm. That was um. That was the last day of June. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. wild, though, because we think like everything in the NFT space is so compressed, right? Because doesn't that feel like I don't know about you, but like it feels like an eternity ago in ter- in terms of the space, like from my perspective. Yeah, that feels like four years, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and it's amazing. It feels like four years ago. Yeah, I don't even know why exactly. There's just so much movement that's happening and so yep, much has it, changed it, for you. Yeah, it moves way too quick. <laughs> like we wanted to do this. I don't even know. We wanted to do this whenever... I was like a month and a half in. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And and you know I pushed it back because I wasn't ready yet. Oh. You know to like be on camera and talk. Uh-huh. You know now I've been like working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, I again I appreciate you uh, mm-hmm. doing this. So you you made it to OpenSea on mm-hmm. onto their um, social media, and then you got some some followers. Did yeah. that bring in the first collectors? Uh, yes, I actually was like, okay, so like I woke up to that. I, um, I seen that they posted me and I was like freaking out mm-hmm. and I didn't know, like, usually it sucks. Cause like whenever something big happens like that, you know, the expected reaction is to like post about it and like, like start freaking out. <laughs> but I immediately run away from social media every time I'm starting to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, showing my, you know, like emotions, but like, usually I just close the social media and walk away. And like experience it like in life, because uh-huh. um, like I was like thrilled to to be on there because I was like I'm next to like some of like the coolest people, you know. Like I seen on the Instagram, you know, like you have all those people on there, and I was like these are some awesome people, and I can't believe I'm next to them. And it brought in, um, so I had a um, just like a trial project called um, Ethereum. I was just kind of testing the waters. I sold one of those because of that. Um, those were very cheap. And then I sold that piece that got posted. Um, and that the piece that got posted was the first one to sell. That one actually took um, one day to sell. And I was like interested by that because I was like, it's on the Instagram, you know, main page. And I was curious because I was like, you know, NFTs are supposed to be very quick and, and huge, right? Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, I was, I was very confused at why there wasn't much traction because the views, I was, I was like trying to like break down like algorithm right then. So I was like, okay, so the views don't match up. What's going on? I thought people said the NFTs were quick. Not that I wanted a quick sell or anything. I was just interested in the data. And then I was like, oh, you need to be on Twitter. I get it now. I was like, that's where it's at. So like the Instagram post was awesome and I'm super grateful. But I was like, oh, it's it's Twitter. That's where everything's at, it's Twitter. Yeah, and it's amazing. It, it's like revitalized Twitter, it feels like. Um, because I haven't mm-hmm. been on Twitter for a long time, but right now this feels like the early days of twitter still like the nft space everyone's so supportive and connecting and interacting it's just it's a lot of fun on there too Ho- mm-hmm. i mean hopefully when it's like when things go well like it's um it's good so when you jumped on twitter then what were some of the first things uh you were doing so i think i jumped on twitter like a month after that because i knew that twitter was a big thing in the space after um and i but i was just so focused on creating like I wanted to really like create something. I, I don't know. Like I was trying to get this specific like style going, but I didn't know how to approach it. So like I was just creating, creating, and I was just kind of pumping things out and like testing the data because like I, I don't know how to do anything until you just jump in. Mm-hmm. Like researching does a lot, but like jumping in just is the way to learn. So I just jumped in, tried my best, and um, with Twitter. I had knew nothing. Like I didn't know how to work it. I thought that it worked like Instagram. Um, and I still don't exactly know if I'm doing <laughs> it right, but well, that's yeah. hugely valuable. Like that you take that approach that like, because you, we really only learn from doing like we, we learn, but the experience that we get in the trenches is so much more valuable and, and rich, I would say mm-hmm. from actually doing it. Yeah. That, absolutely the way to do it and so you were in there you were um you're still figuring out even to till today what's the uh what is that thread between you and then gary picking up uh one of your pieces you know i don't really know okay. i mean i just don't i don't i don't know i basically i made this piece and i um kind of like talked about my emotions with the piece this is the first piece that he bought um 
And I just kind of mentioned to Gary in one of my posts, like, hey, I got into NFTs because of you and Ferocious. Like, this is the whole reason why I'm here. I seen the video of you too. And like, I just had to jump in because this guy, this kid was living my dream. And then you talking to him. And it was like this, this awesome experience for me because he's talking about auction houses. And like, I've been researching auction houses like for so long, you know, like I see Picasso's in there and this kid's in an auction house. Like, like, you know, like the before art world is like, don't you have to die to get there? Like you have to die yeah. and then you get the auction house. It's not the other way around. You don't get to live to see your stuff there. So um, I mentioned basically how I got into the NFT space in one of his posts where he bought um, his first um, woman and weapons, women and weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he bought one of her like Genesis pieces, I think is what it's called. Um, and I mentioned my post in there and he said like something like uh, I got one or something like that. Nice. And like, that was absolutely just, I like, like, I was just, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I was like, is this real? <laughs> like, like, did he really, like at first um, I seen it and I was like, there's no way. So I went on Twitter, he posted about it. I was like, there's no way. And then I like, like I was in the shower and I was just like, like I just stood in there for so long, not knowing what to do. Uh-huh. Were you working a job at that point or um, had you no. gone full in already? Um, see, I actually quit my job whenever um, I was doing, doing like the reselling stuff. Oh yeah. So like, mm-hmm. so I was doing the reselling and like, I was just now talking to my wife, Courtney, about trying to branch off and get out of like having to like, okay, but basically you like take pictures. You take like, I don't know, you take like 25 pictures a day of um, different items. You know, you have to flip them over, measure them, all that. You put them on um, eBay and then you'd have to go and like organize your storage um, facility. And like, it was just like a lot of, um, it was so much that it was taking up my time where I could create. Mm -hmm. So I was like, one day I want NFTs to take over this to where that's just fun. Like just me going to the thrift store, spending $6, flipping it for like 40. And, you know, it's just, it's all fun. Uh Um, And then it happened. (laughs) So it was, it was a weird flip. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, So after Gary then made that purchase, how, what was the next, maybe a few days like for you? Okay. So I thought about like what people would do in that situation. And I knew what most people would do. Most people would um, jump in and just start like minting like as much as they could, you know, to like try to get on the hype and try to make a lot of money. I, on the other hand, didn't mint anything. Um, I just wanted to kind of take it in and I, I take a step back and was just like, okay, what am I doing here? This is getting really serious. Like mm-hmm. Gary Vee's buying my art. This is getting serious. And I was like, but most likely I got lucky. It just happened to be that he's seen my post and he's seen a compelling story and picked up the piece. And I was like, whatever, you know, like whatever. I'm not going to like hold myself high right yet, but I need to get serious about what I'm doing. So I just kind of um, started creating more, but didn't mint anything. Yeah. So then what was there sort of an impetus for minting or was it once you felt like you had some pieces, like when did you start really Um, minting more? I think I'm, I can't really remember. I think what happened was I made my um, series on Mueller's creations Mm -hmm. called um, impact to the psyche. Um, So I think I waited until I completed all of those physical pieces and then minted those instead like of doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So you, because you were doing a lot of uh, the physical to or actually, yeah, like because you're doing a lot of physical to the NFTs, but like we talked about, they're not all uh, physical pieces to mm-hmm. begin with. How do you uh, mm-hmm. maybe categorize those to yourself? Do you, do you have a different feeling towards the physical that turns into an NFT versus the NFT first? I feel like it's more special um, long-term because like, like it's similar to um, I mean, not to keep mentioning Gary, but um, no. to Gary's uh, V frames, um, you know, like he sold those in auction, the physical pieces. Um, but he has those V frames, but he only has one image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he made them into several images. So it's kind of like that. So like, 
I just, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're going to have something special to them. Because if for some absolutely crazy reason, if someone picks up a physical that's, you know, um, has a massive following, or if somehow I get into an auction house, which would, I don't even like saying it. Like, I don't even like yeah. saying it, but I'll say it. Uh-huh. Um, if that something like that happened and it sold for like some insane price, let's say, let's just say like 15,000. Mm-hmm. So like if the physical piece sold 15,000 and it got all those um, like news coverage, um, then the NFTs are obviously going to be skyrocketing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are really special. The digital ones are interesting because there is no physical, like there's, there's just no physical. It's just digital. So that makes it really special as well because um, as no association, it's just a digital painting and and it's all in like this NFT world and mm. there's no other way to obtain it without, you know, like a computer, you know, a phone. Yeah. Yeah. So until someone interesting. Yeah. Until someone prints it or does something to bring it to right. the physical world. It's always right. yeah, bits and bytes. And, and even then it's not the original. It's mm. kind of cool because like there is no original. It's just lines on a digital screen and there's like you know there's like a number in my computer for what that image is Uh but there is no original image so that's what makes it so unique and special yeah for sure now you've done a lot of interesting things like um the fishing uh sort of I almost want to say event. Like, I really, I love the creativity that went into that. Um, Can you just describe a little bit about sort of how you approach that to almost gamify things? Yeah. So I thought that I was thinking about the space and how, like, what I seen that was missing. Because, like, I see a lot of artists and I love creating new fun ideas. And I'll definitely be coming back to that idea. Um, So I seen that artists were doing these, like, 100 of 100, like, big utility pieces. And then I seen the artists were just kind of dropping like every day and they just kind of throw stuff out there. So I thought I'll create these fish, these 10 fish that are like legendary fish, you know, and to get these, that's how you get like the special, you know, like utility. And then I thought, well, what if there's a fisherman and that fisherman, um, you need the fisherman to like grab as many fishermen as you can um, to like, I don't know. It's like this game where you collect as many Mealy's creations as possible. The fisherman really helps out because it's so cheap. And at the time, myself was selling like, it was selling out instantly. So I thought, this is a really good time to create a game because I want people to have fun. That's what this space is about to me, is like having fun while you're doing this, not just, you know, buying, selling quickly, making a profit, buying, selling, you know, like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be boring like that. You can have fun with it. So I thought, let's try to make someone like, just grab as many as they can and let's see if so let's see how many people get. I was curious, you know, like is someone gonna get like a hundred and then someone else is gonna get a hundred one? Is it gonna be like a close call? You know, like I was interested and like I myself love like gaming leaderboards. Mm-hmm. I love to like beat the leaderboards. So I thought that, that would be interesting for everyone. Um so I made a game, the top three, you know, collectors, um, they get rewarded for that. And the top one is gonna be a fish, and there's only 10 ever made and right now i think there's like eight um so there's still two more to be made and like i just thought it was a good idea to have some fun with it yeah it's a great idea and i love how um where the space is now like you didn't have to like bring in developers or bring in like people to make this happen Mm -hmm. you could come up with that idea and run with it and it's a really engaging experience for your community your collectors and people who who follow along i think it's great Mm mm-hmm yeah, I hope that I can do another one where I have a, um, a little bit of a larger scale so that everyone can kind of like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to think of like creative ways to where everyone can just have fun. Um, you know, and like the for me, I don't know about everyone else, but for me, the best way to have fun is to like, you know, play around with money. You know what I mean? Like you put in five bucks, maybe you'll get like 10, not like gambling, but like, you know, like you put in 10 dollars into like an item i don't know like a pokemon game like i was saying like the flipping stuff or like poker or you know anything really um staying away from gambling more so because i think it's fun to like like with uh the game that i did you just collect as many as you can it's not gambling it's you better collect as many as you can 
yeah. or you'll fall behind. Yeah, you have the agency over it. It's like it's a true game. Not that like gambling isn't a game, but there's much more um, mm-hmm. randomness in that. So the yeah. randomness is sort of pulled away. And it's like, oh, how can I like maneuver even? Because I'm, I'm sure people were like trying to do trades and doing things that were interesting um, mm-hmm. to them and makes them that much more invested in it. Yeah. So last time it was kind of like, it wasn't as exciting as I thought because I didn't have as many people as I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was more about let's try to flip the gone fishing piece, the fisherman. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, okay, can't be flipped anymore. Let's just drop it to the lowest price. And then that's when um, everything kind of started dying down for a bit mm-hmm. and like nobody was buying anything. So like it didn't take off like I wanted, but that's why I want to do another one. And like one day, and you know like whenever it picks up a bit for me and i build my brand a little bit more so that i can have a lot of people have fun with this game Mm -hmm. yeah and you learn i mean like you said like you're Mm -hmm. learning from doing and that's so valuable that's that's what i always do yeah yeah so you've had big names mentioned obviously gary um but i remember seeing like mc hammer i think tweeted about you at one point and like yeah he, he tweeted like a couple of times yeah yeah, which is wild. So now now that it's happened sort of multiple times, like do you um do you find yourself reacting any differently now? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> For some reason every time something big happens, I go into super focus mode. You know, like I'm grateful, I'm thankful. And like I try to show my my like genuine appreciation. And then as, as soon as it's up, I'm like like let's get to work. You know, like, let's let's beat that. You know, like, I want to beat, like, I always try to beat myself. So, like, like, like I kind of get, sometimes, like, it happens, I'm super excited, I'm, like, pumped, psyched about it, and then I'm like, okay, so the previous Gavin is doing really good. The future Gavin needs to do better. You know, that kind of thing. So I keep trying to beat myself over and over again. That That is such a valuable, I, like, you are... You are wired for this. This is, it's amazing. Like, because really, like you said, like, ferocious, like seeing that person living your dream and you're like, okay, now Mm -hmm. I'm, now it's time to bring it in. I'm going to compete with myself and I'm going to uh, take the stair steps to get to where I want to be. Like, that's amazing. Like, so inspirational, I think, too, because like you said, Mm -hmm. you're, you're trying, you're bettering yourself by competing with yourself. Like everyone can win. Like it's not like you have to win for you to win. Someone else has to lose. Like it's right. how do I beat previous Gavin? Right, and that's what I want to make it about. You know, like of course, you know, like there's that competitive drive to like, like not beat other artists at all. It's like it's always a friendly game. It's always mm-hmm. I want everyone to make it. But it's like, it's like you have to feel both. Like okay, that's a competitor and a friend. So like I want to beat you, but I also want you to win somehow. You know, like somehow. Mm-hmm. In like this weird world, like I want you to win, and I want to beat you, and I'm gonna do everything I can to beat you, but also I want you to win. It's like it's very confusing. Uh huh. For sure. Yeah. But because, but it's fun. Yeah, it's sort of winning in your own vertical, so like you can still win, and no one has to has to lose. That's it's what. Interesting. That's why I like to face myself because it's like, you know, like who else to beat besides yourself? That always feels the best. Uh huh. So, what does your uh, community sort of look like with other artists? Do you engage a lot with people? Yeah, so um, I try to find and pick up a lot of new artists. I try to engage with, like, I've engaged with all, of, like, I engaged with um, Tom Fry, um, or Frey, how do you say it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, um, well, I love his work, and I engaged with him when he only had, like, 25 ETH or 30 ETH traded, mm-hmm. and, like, I just seen something in him, and I was like, this guy's going to take off. Like, I knew who was going to take off, kind of similar to whenever I was in school. And like I seen like, you know, I had a wrestler in my hand, but I seen a Pokemon game. I knew which one was going to be the better deal. So like I would, you know, talk to these artists and I was like, you know, how do you do this? How do I make it? Um, I would ask them questions. I would kind of bother them because like, like just like in my childhood, I would read books about how to be successful. I always learn from others, but I don't ever like necessarily like just run with what they say. I kind of like take in the information and then tweak it because I want to know what they did but it has nothing to do with what I do. Exactly. And that's actually like the whole premise of this show. I want to showcase as many uh, uh, origin stories because we're all on different paths. But I know people will be like, oh, like I, I've been 
here where Gavin was, or I've been here. And I think that's really valuable because all of our paths are completely unique and completely right. like distinct to us. And it will not happen. Like if you follow someone's exact path, it might not happen for you. Mm-hmm. You might have to follow five different people. Um, you might have to combine all of their paths together to create your own path. Yeah. Because like I, um, for instance, I was, I asked a lot of people, how do they do certain things? Like I asked um, Early Worm, Tom, Gabe, I asked everyone that you could think of probably mm-hmm. um, like exactly what they do, you know, like how they uh, do their multiples. Do they do multiples? Some of them do one of ones. Um, and like, I tried all of the methods instead of just like, I wanted to see what I liked personally. And then I wanted to see what worked. So like, what was I happy doing? And then what works? And I just kind of run at everything yeah. to see what, yeah, I mean, it's so much. I mean, that's that's learning. That's the that's the uh, trial by fire of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so valuable. And so, just to sort of round out the story, you did get to yeah. uh, meet Gary V. Yes, yes, in New York, I met Gary V. Um, and then immediately, whenever I got home, or while I was on the plane, actually, I was working on a piece because, like, when I was in New York, I realized like I was super shy. Like I. I don't know how I could, I, I just didn't understand how to talk to people. Like whenever I see a conversation going up, I was like, I don't know how to talk to this person. I can talk to one-on-one people. If you come up to me, ask me a question and start engaging with me, I can talk. But I see these people in conversations. I didn't know how to do it. Everyone was crowding around Gary Vee. I was like, I don't know how to enter this. Even though it was the first one that I, I could have walked straight up to him before the people came in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go up to him. My wife had to like drag me over there. Because like I was in frozen mode, you know. Yeah. So like I went over there, I met him, and I was going to s- try to create a moment and like talk to him, but all I could say really was thank you so much for buying my piece. Can I get a picture? Yeah. And like I felt so stupid after because I was like, that's what I said was can I get a picture? Like I wanted to like really create like a moment, but I couldn't say anything else. It was like basically let me get a picture and run because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. So I created that piece. And uh, the piece where like, it was, I'm shy and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I created that piece right after. And then he bought that piece recently. And that's absolutely insane. Yeah, that is amazing. Like that is so full circle, like completely. It really is, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, but, and I think a lot of us can relate to that too, because you get sort of frozen in, in that mm-hmm. spot because this person means a lot to your story. I mean, he he's had a major impact um, and right. then being able to like make that connection, even if the connection is um, uh, minimal at the time, um, that is, yeah, that is awesome. I love, I, I just love that. It really like ties everything up into a nice bow, but I mean, you're still going, you're still creating, you're still like moving forward on everything. <clears throat> so like, where are you at yep. sort of right now and what are you looking at? So when he bought my piece for the second time, that's when I came up with this notion of like, when it happens two times, when anything happens two times, it's like a positive, like, like that means you're onto something mm-hmm. or you got lucky twice. It's possible that you got <laughs> lucky twice, but like you, you're probably onto something. And then I was like, I started thinking, you know, like I thought that I was starting whenever I started in um, late June mm-hmm. or, or like the end of June, but I didn't even start then that was all practice you know what i mean this is the beginning right here it starts it started today and i started thinking like this is i'm at zero percent like i started at zero today <laughs> you just so i'm 100 percent more to go yeah you have just the best uh mentality for all this this is i love it like this is this is why you succeed and why you're you're going like from me i know you're not gonna say it, but from me like you're going to succeed and keep going and be continue to be the Gavin Mueller that people are like, I aspire to be that because it's, it shows, it shows from who you are and how you approach life. So yeah, it's, I love it. Like, so then like right now, what are you working on that you sort of maybe excited about or like, where's, where's your mind space in terms of NFTs right now today? Okay. So I'm really, I'm really liking the thoughts that I'm having with um, Gavin's world. Mm -hmm. So like, it's supposed, it's going to be this big Gavin world. And I'm going to make it that. So basically there's these little doodles and the creature doodles, you know, those are going to be 
the um I don't really want to say exactly what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but basically that's gonna be the realm of like you might want to pick those up because anything in that picture you might get um from another branch off series. And those branch off series will be like, you know, all these little things I used to create whenever I was a kid. And actually to create Gavin's world, I took a step back and I seen like what I created as a kid. And I was like, you know, like I was creating these little characters and I always would create like, um, I would always like to stick with the HH. So like, you know, hiding Henry, mm-hmm. you know, like I would always do that. Cause I seen it in like whatever books um, I was really inspired by like Dr. Seuss books, you know, like, and like, I love their little characters. So that's what I'm really excited about right now. Um, that's my main focus because I think it's just, there's just something there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And how often are you um, releasing or planning to release new Gavin's World pieces right now? Um, I don't really have a planned schedule. I just kind of, I got to work a lot in segments. So like I have um, a big plan for Mithra's creations mm-hmm. um, with the canvases, basically <clears throat> I'll have like an NFT and um, see, I'm not exactly sure I'm going to do it, but I don't really, I mean, I just kind of jump into it and see if it runs well. So like, I want to create a bunch of canvas pieces and they're going to be big, some big, some really big, um, some small and some like very small. And like, I'll release an NFT and you'll buy the NFT and you'll randomly get these sent out to you uh, for buying the NFT. And you might get the big canvas. That's like the big goal is to get the big canvas, which um, is worth a lot more than, you know, the small ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, fun things like that. Um, I'm playing with that kind of idea. Um, potato heads. Uh-huh. Um, I want to do something with like a physical piece of those where I send physical pieces out to people. Um, you know, like I'm planning a lot of stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all of it. Really fun. I really, I love that. Like all the creativity. So, one question that I'm just really curious about: Is there a piece that to you have holds the most meaning? Maybe you still have the physical piece, or like you would keep the NFT. Or is there any one thing that really stands out? Yeah. Um. There's the piece that I made a um, woman in despair. Um. That one really like that was a physical piece. And like, there's just something about it. Um, basically, as soon as I created that, I created other pieces before and like, I liked them a lot and like, I had passion towards them, but that one really just told me like, like I seen it and I was like, I think this could be in a museum. And I don't like to say that about myself until like, I know, and like, I was like, this one could, like, I can get there with that. Um, I know that it has like all the, all the attributes of being there. And what's funny is they say that, uh, green doesn't sell at auction mm-hmm. and like that almost like infuriated me to want to create a lot of green pieces uh-huh. so like i love i love green but that kind of makes me want to create more green pieces to like try my hand because i i'm curious you know uh-huh. i have a green piece but um behind me right now like that's that's my curiosity there uh-huh yeah always experimenting always pushing those boundaries to carve your own path i mean that is yeah, you are a huge inspiration, and I'm I'm sure like everyone listening is really just going to be so motivated and inspired by by your story. So like, thank you. I again. really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you again for sharing. Like, where should we send people um, to uh, follow along? Uh, Twitter, Instagram. They're both. I think they're both Gavin Miller, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's where to follow along. That's where I'm posting everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this is like truly like I really really appreciate that. This is this is great. And you are like you you are built for this and you are doing everything right. Like I'm really like I'm inspired just by everything that you're doing and just and talking to you even that much more. I want to thank Gavin for joining me on this episode. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. He's at Gavin Mueller and uh definitely check out his work. I I personally adore Gavin's world. Um, he is He's building something really special there. But I mean, Mueller's creations, there are so many different, so many pieces and diverse pieces to a degree that like I I am very partial to the Board Girl series. And there's, there's so many things I just love about all of his work, um, things we didn't even uh, talk about in this episode. But 
definitely, definitely follow him. And that's at Gavin Mueller on Twitter. As always, this episode of Starting Now is brought to you by Built. At Built, we help you get started online. Whether you want to start a blog or a business, head over to built.co. That's B-Y-L-T dot C-O to get started. Built. Your website. Built for you. Simply. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, I'd love if you check it out on YouTube if you're not there already and give it a little thumbs up and a subscribe. So it really means a lot and helps me reach more people with this show. So that'll do it again for this week. Again, I am Jeff Saris. This has been Starting Now, and I'll see you next time.